Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Shall we pray, Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day of worship, this day of praise, this day of study, this moment, Father, where we turn our, our hearts, our minds, and our souls unto you in your word, Father. Yes, we pray, Father, that you will speak to us, speak, Lord. for we need to hear from you, Father. We're not concerned about hearing from a preacher, but we want to hear from God. So, Father, we come. Confessing our sins unto you, Father. Yes, Lord. Asking your Father to forgive us. And wash us and cleanse us. That we might be in a right relationship with you. That we might be in right fellowship with you. So that when you began to speak, that we might be able to hear you, Father. In Jesus' name. But not only hear you, Father. But we want to be doers of your word. And not just you. We thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem. In the right. Oh, that sounds good. Let's do that again. Bethlehem. In the right. Amen. We always want to put this vision before you. For God is the God who gives you a vision before you get have to do the work. And we're going to forever hold that before you. Unless God say different or we're going to build yes, what we yes. see. Amen. 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 This morning we're continuing a series that I've entitled Getting It Right With Moving. Getting It Right With Moving. I want to challenge the church as we enter into the new year. That we get tired of circling. For God said, the Lord spoke to me saying, You have circled this mountain long enough. Now turn north. We're praying that God will enable us to break some of the cycles and circles that have binded us in our lives. That keeps us from the promises of God. We believe by faith that we can break every chain that the devil has upon this church and break every chain that the devil has in our hearts, in our minds, and in our souls. Because Jesus was born 
this Christmas season to be a liberator. He came to set you free. That you as a Christian don't have to be a slave to anything. That, that you don't have to be 12 days a slave or 12 years a slave. God says that he's given you liberation. And you better learn to call on that name. Because you don't have to wonder in circles no more. You can walk out into the promises of God. Because he is God. And God all by himself. The same God yesterday, today, and forever. And I believe that he's going to break the chains from this church. And revival is going to happen in this place. Oh, it's easy to believe. Oh, when the, when the seats are crowded. It's easy to believe when a lot of folk are in here. But your faith is challenged. When you look out and you see, it's not as many people as you want to see. But I look out and I see God. And he's still able. He's still able. And I'm calling on God to call revival in this place. In 2014. But we begin right here, right now. In 2013. Because he's the same God right here and right now. And he's going to break those chains. And that's what we're preparing for. We're going to the book of Deuteronomy. And that's that time where God prepared his people to walk into the promises of God. They've been wandering for 40 years. And God had to tell them and to let them know that they will not wonder anymore. That they will walk out into the promises of God. They will live in cities that they didn't build. Live in houses that they didn't build. They would prosper in Jesus' name. And I believe that God's going to break every chain in Jesus. Give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. Up in here, up in here. I say give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here. Because he's still God. He's still able in Jesus' name. Break every chain. In Jesus' name. You know, that wasn't even my sermon. <laughs> this morning, we're going to talk about a call for courage. A call for courage. And that's what God is challenging us to do this morning. He's calling us to be courageous because of the time that we're living in. The uncertainty and, the, and all of the trials and tribulations that seems to have overtaken us. God says this morning, I'm calling you to be courageous. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, God is calling you to be courageous. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I'm going to stand on this word. I'm going to live this word. God is going to speak to me this morning. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. Amen. Say to your neighbor, 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 or neighbor, or neighbor. He'll never leave you, or forsake you. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. God says this morning that He'll never leave you, or forsake you. And a message entitled "A Call to Courage." 
We're going to look at this morning how God gives confidence. We're going to look at this morning how God gives courage. We're going to look at this morning how God gives closeness. God has sent me here this morning to let you know that he wants you to be confident. God has sent me here this morning to let you know that he wants you to be courageous. Amen. God has sent me here this morning to let you know that he wants to be close to you. In Jesus' name. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should be strong and courageous in disquieted times. Amen. Christians should be strong and courageous in disquieted times. As I alluded to before, this book of Deuteronomy literally means the second law. And God had to give his people a second law. Because that first generation that came out of Egypt were to be the ones to go and walk into the promises of God. And they seen God deliver them out of Egypt. And they seen God make that Pharaoh who was the most powerful man on the planet. Oh, to make him as dust. And God showed his power right there in Egypt so much so that they had to let his people go. And God showed up and showed out there. Oh, oh, at the Red Sea. Oh, when that great powerful man changed his mind and forgot how God had worked and he had lost his mind and went after the children of Egypt, the children of Israel, right there as they were trapped between the Red Sea, oh, mountains on every side and and the world's greatest power coming after them from the rear. Oh, but God showed up and showed out and made a highway in the midst of the sea all at the same time while destroying Egypt all together. He had shown up in the lives of, of the Israelites, showed up and showed out. Oh, but uh, they had a bad memory. And as they were going uh, through the desert land and the desert place, uh, they began to complain. Oh, and one of the ways that you want to know whether you're spirit-filled or not is whether you're complaining or not. You see, a spirit-filled person can die like Jesus died and never say a mumbling word. Oh, if you want to know if you're spirit-filled or you complain, they complained even though God was still providing for them, was providing manna, oh, from on high. Oh, for literally millions of people and nobody, oh, was going, uh, oh, uh, uh, starving for their lives. Oh, and when they finally got to, up to the place where they were supposed to walk, oh, and have victory, they, they sent out, oh, how many spies? Twelve spies. Oh, 
Oh, and God just wanted them to come back with the report that it was as he said it was. That it was a land flowing with milk and honey. That's all God wanted to hear about. He, he didn't want to hear about, oh, he didn't want to hear about, oh, the opposition. All he wanted to hear about was that it was as God says it was. Oh, but the 12 out of the 12 10 spies came back with a bad report. Oh, God didn't tell them to look at the fortified cities. God didn't tell them to look at the giants in the land. God just wanted them to see it was as he said it was. Oh, and they came back with a bad report and thought that they couldn't take the land. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. A bad report. Whose report do you believe? The old song says, we shall believe the report of the Lord. That's what Joshua and Caleb did. They believed the report of the Lord. And even after they got the people afraid and wondering and scourged, oh, they go in the land. Oh, they still tried to quiet them down and say, we can do it. Man. Hello! He just defeated Egypt back there. He can defeat Egypt. Yes, sir. He can give us the land. He wouldn't lead us here for nothing. Hello, somebody. But guess what? They wouldn't believe. Oh, wouldn't believe. Guess what happened? All I can say is, boy, if I was an undertaker during that time, I'd have become a millionaire. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And they literally had to wonder 40 years. And even as they were wondering, God was preparing them to take the land. They had to wonder for 40 years. But they weren't wondering for nothing. God was preparing a people that would believe that God was who he said he was. And guess what? After everybody died, everybody died. Hello, somebody. But two people. Joshua and Joshua and Caleb looked around and they all the people of their generation had passed on. Yes. And this next generation, ironically, one of the, the excuses why they didn't want to take the land was they were concerned about the children. How ironic. Because it would be the children that would go and take the land. Hello, somebody. And before God would take them into victory, he had to do a Deuteronomy. He had to repeat the law because the law was important. Come on. Oh, he had to repeat the law to a people that would be willing to obey the law. Because victory is tied up in obedience to the word of God. You will not have victory in your life if you do not obey the word of God. And we're going to see that this morning. Oh, and we see it all throughout the Bible. You won't get to see a God who shows up and show out very long if you don't obey his word. 
And he literally repeated the law. That's what Deuteronomy means. Repeat the law. Hello, somebody. And he repeated the law to a people that would actually obey the law. Hello, somebody. So, so God was preparing their hearts, their minds, and their souls uh, to go out and conquer the land. And, and you would have thought that if he wanted to prepare, prepare them to go out and conquer the land, he would have them taking up jujitsu or something. Hello, somebody. You would have thought that he would be teaching them how to be, become men of war because this generation would have never fought a battle. They were not warriors, so you'd have thought that Joshua would have been teaching them how to become great warriors or, or, or great archers. You'd have thought that he would have, in order to prepare his people, that he would have given them the skill of war. And that's where folk get messed up and miss out the promises of God. God won't give you, don't have to give you the skill for you to do nothing. Oh, All you have to obey. All you have to do is obey. Oh, you don't have to have the skill. You don't have to have the know-how. All you have to have is the God that you serve. Amen. If we're going to build that building, everybody in here don't have to be roofers and builders. Oh, many of us don't have to know nothing but know who God is. And we can get it built because we believe the law and we obey the law. Hello, somebody. So God had to get them to obey the law and that's how he prepared them to go out and take the land to obey. Hello somebody. But in order for him to obey he had to quiet their hearts. He says be strong and courageous. Hello somebody. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. And this little video is showing oh, this text uh, and it's showing uh, these uh, little girls who uh, help to give us something to memorize this text as we go out into next week uh, and we have to face our giants uh, as we go out into next week and we have to go face our fortified cities. Uh, oh, they're going to help us uh, to remember this text. Uh, oh, in Jesus' name. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tremble at them. For the Lord your God is the one who is with you, and he will not fail you or forsake you. In Jesus' name. And here is a little tool to help you remember. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. The Lord your God goes with you. Never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid of them or terrified. The Lord your God goes with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 6. Be strong and courageous, God is saying to somebody. Do not be afraid or terrified. For the Lord your God goes with you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31 6. God gives confidence. Somebody came here not knowing whether they can make it. Somebody came here barely holding on. Somebody 
if they told you the truth, they came here and they're at the end of their rope. If somebody told you the truth, they're about to lose their minds up in here, up in here. Because of the trials and the burdens that they're carrying. Because of the sickness, because of the death, because of the uncertainty, because of the dis in disquietedness that's going on in their lives, that's going on in the life of the ones that they love. This that you're facing now, you've never faced it before, or you've never faced so many challenges at one time, and it seems like that. Oh, if it's not one thing, it's another. If not, if it's not one person that's sick, it's another. If it's not one person dying, it's another. And God has sent me here oh, today to give you oh, some confidence. Oh, and to let you know that He knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows everything that's going on in your marriage everything that's going on in your bank account. He knows oh, how you feel lonely and alone. Yes, you're married. Yes, you have children, but yet you still feel lonely and alone. Oh, the holiday seasons is the most lonely time of the year. It's the time that suicide goes up. It's a time where loneliness goes up. It's a time where folks Oh, want to give up. Oh, and it's the direct opposite of what God would have it to be. Because we're supposed to be celebrating Jesus Christ, our Lord. Oh, and we stand on that text. Oh, when Jesus came, they called him what? Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. So how come during this time, during this season, during our problems, doing our tribulation why is it that we feel so alone why is it that we have problems feeling cars in the middle of the trials in the middle of the talk why is it that we can't fit oh God has sent me here today oh to give you some confidence God oh tell you it's time for you to be strong and it's time for you to be courageous say to your neighbor neighbor you better be strong in Jesus' name. Oh, and you better keep your strength from the Lord. Oh, because you can't get your strength oh, from other folk that you normally would depend upon you. Oh, and maybe they're not there with you. Maybe, oh, they got married and they left the family. Oh, but God says, oh, you don't have to depend upon people. Oh, because sometimes you can't depend upon daddy. Sometimes you can't depend upon mom. Sometimes you can't depend upon your kids. And sometimes you can't depend upon even the doctors. Oh, the doctors tell you one thing and say it was a success. And come back oh, two weeks later and say that, that it failed. You can't depend upon the doctor. You can't depend upon nobody but who? But Jesus. Emmanuel. God who is with us. And God wants you today to be strong. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. neighbor. You better leave this place.
pray strong. Slap your neighbor. Now don't slap him. Don't slap him. <laughs> Let your neighbor know it's time for you to snap out of it and get some strength in your life. God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And he's saying, be strong and courageous. And one of the ways that you can be strong and courageous, if you want God to work in your life, you want him to move in marvelous and miraculous ways, you got to hope to obey. Oh, in Jesus' name, Deuteronomy 11, it says, Observe therefore all the commands I am giving you today. So what? So that you may what? Have strength to go in and to take over the land that you are crossing to work. The Jordan to possess. Wait a minute, Lord. You want me to have strength. Oh, that means that you're going to empower me to be strong. You're going to oh, give me something to make me strong. God says, yeah, I'm giving you something to make you strong. And it's my word. And you better all taste and see that the Lord is good. And you better obey because that's the only way you're going to get strength. Oh, obey is the only way. You can get strength from God. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Because you ain't going to hear that on TV. The television preachers ain't going to talk about obedience. Hello, somebody. Obeying God for God to strengthen you. Oh, they treat God like he's a divine Santa Claus. Oh, and they treat God. I believe that was Von Hoppers quote. Oh, a heavenly bell hop is Von Hoppers quote. Oh, we treat him like he's a heavenly bell hopper or the vine Santa Claus. Give me, let me, let me have Lord. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God says you were created for me, me, not for you. Come on. Hello, somebody. And if you want strength from me, guess what you have to do? If you want to go out. And leave this place and go and have victory next week. Or even just go and have victory to get into your house. To have victory in your marriage. To have victory in your bank account. To have victory over your children. To have victory over that boss that treats you all like you are. Cinderella. Hello somebody. Before she got into her own. Hello somebody. God sees. If you want strength from me, you got to obey. Hello, That's an amazing principle to me. Wait a minute. In order to conquer these fortified cities, to beat up on these uh, old nine foot nine giants, Goliaths, uh, kinfolk. You mean I don't have to have karate? I don't. I don't have to have a, a, a weapons of mass destruction. Come on. Don't you know that obedience in your life is a weapon of mass destruction over the devil? Man. Hello, somebody. Ooh, that's deep, that's deep. Oh, obedience in your life is a weapon of mass, mass destruction. Oh, yeah. Hello, somebody. And that's what he said. Oh, uh, uh, observe, therefore, all, not some, all. Can any of you theologians tell me what all means? Can you tell me what it means in the Hebrew? Can you tell me what it means in the Greek? Can you tell me what it means in the Ar Aramaic? What does it mean? What? <laughs> so you're telling me all means all and that's all that all means? Hello, sir. He, he's not saying obey in some ways. He says obey in all ways. And many of you don't have the victory in your life because you're not obeying in all ways. You're treating God like he is. A 
I love me some Ferris. I love me some Ferris too. I remember when uh, when 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 D kept Prince to the Ferris in Moore. <laughs> It can be a good place to eat even if you can pick and choose. Hello, somebody. God's not like that. Come on, guys. You can't pick and choose with God. And if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of all. Hello, somebody. And that's why some don't have the victory. Some are not walking out in the promises of God. Some are not doing the impossible because they are not obeying the word of God. Obey therefore all I commanded. Command, all commands. I am what? Giving you today. today. So that what? So that you may have the strength. Obey so that you can have strength. Some of you come here anemic this morning. Not having enough strength. God says, if you want strength, Obey me. Obey me. If you want revival to happen in this place, obey me. I'm the same God yesterday, today, and forever. If you want God to bless you financially, obey me. Because there's some folks that want to be blessed financially, but they won't give a tenth part. Tell somebody. Some won't even give a ninth part. Some won't even give an eighth part. Some won't even give a, 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 a fifth part. Hello, somebody. Some not even giving up one part. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. How are you going to be blessed when you don't obey? You can't be blessed financially when you don't obey. Ten cents on a dollar. Come on, please. Please. A, a, a dime on a dollar. Come on, somebody. And when we talk about the building fund, you want God to build your building? Okay, show your faith. How we told you to do thirty dollars a month. Come on now. Now is that really a sacrifice? A dollar a day? Come on, you want to see God move? You gotta obey him! Say to your neighbor, neighbor! Neighbor! Oh neighbor! The preacher's hooping now! Preacher's hooping! (laughs) You see, because that hooping will make you happy. Hello, somebody. But it won't give you strength. All right. When you leave this place. Hello, somebody. He he, he, he says, Oh, observe, therefore, I am commanded. I'm giving you today. So that you may have strength to go in and take over the land. See? God ain't meant for you to be a victim. If you're at that place, God wants you to take it over. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. That's deep. You're at your job. You're there to take it over. You, you, you're supposed to be one of the best that they have because you named the name of Christ. One of the best employees that you're supposed to bring salt and light to, to a situation. It's, it's time for you to go in and take Oh, Oh, if you don't believe me, ask Daniel! Hello, somebody. Daniel rose to the top in every administration he was in. He was thought to have been in three different uh, administrations. Hello, somebody. He, he, he was his, his ministry was accepted with the Democrats, with the Republicans, with the Independents. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. He, he was sent to take over the place. Oh, why are you being a victim at your place? God says I sent you there to take it over, but you got to obey me. Uh, Instead of cursing your boss out behind his back, how about intercede on behalf of him? Hello, somebody. Pray for them, for the Bible says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. Hello, somebody. It works. It works. That, that's obedience. And through obedience, you get to victory. He said, Preacher, you don't nail that long enough. I agree. Let me move on. <laughs> but if you want to have confidence in God, you see, confidence in God is that when you obey His word, you can have confidence. You, you can be confident. You know that you've obeyed His word. Oh, and nothing the devil can tell you or come against you, trying to lie against you. If you know you obeyed His word, oh, you can be like, oh, Job in the middle of it all. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. Amen. Hello, somebody. Even in the midst of uh, great turmoil and trial. And God says, I want you to have confidence. But not only that, I want you to have courage. Let's look at this little vignette. So be strong and take courage. Don't be intimidated or afraid of them. For the Lord your God is right there with you. He will never abandon you. And he will never forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6 When Moses was 120 years old, he commissioned the Israelites to be courageous and to replace fear with the promise that God was always with them. Moses' words were recorded not just for the Israelites, but for anyone who dares to trust in God. The very nature of God is to always be with us when we are entering new territory. Let's listen to that verse one more time. So be strong and take courage. Don't be intimidated or afraid of them. For the Lord your God is right there with you. He will never abandon you. And he will never forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6 Amen. God gives courage. He goes on to say, the next part of the verse, Do not be afraid or what? terrified because of them. Hello somebody. Back in the day, and I don't like like it now, but back in the day I I used to watch scary movies. And uh, one of my favorite scary movies back then was Friday the 13th. And that dude, Jason, was scary. <laughs> I think this was Friday the 13th. Uh, I remember he was up at the camp and two kids was under the table frightened of, of, of uh, I believe, I, I may be crossing my movies, but I believe he was frightened of, of Jason. And one kid said to the other, so what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> I'll be assumed that they was going to die. Somebody here this morning is wondering what what was it that you were going to be when you grew up? He may be grown. And God said, I, yeah, yeah, that, that's the right question because I have a lot more living for you to do. Why are you afraid? Why are you terrified? Have you ever been terrified? I, I've been in a movie and, 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 and a movie and a, and a 
movie, I was afraid. I was afraid of the movie. I, I remember another instance when I, this was ironically the, the first, the, the, the time after I had preached at my first church and God had worked and moved in a marvelous way, miraculous way. And, and I was being driven by one of the deacons and his uh, brand new little Mercedes King. Car almost side swiped it. Literally almost went over the bridge. I believe the devil was trying to take my life before my ministry really started. And then I was terrified. Because I watched literally my life pass before me. You hear some folks say that at that moment. They see their life passing before them. And I was terrified. I didn't even have enough sense to pray. Like my mama prayed when she was terrified when her car had stalled out on the tracks and her baby boy was in the back seat and she would have had time enough to get out of the car but her baby boy would have been in the back seat and the train was coming. And she, in her terrifiedness, cried out to the Lord and the Lord told her to rock the car. And when she rocked the car, the car came off the tracks just before the train was about to hit it. Somebody in here that's terrified of the situation. You're, you're not afraid. You're, you're terrified. And it's dangerous to be terrified. Because when you're terrified, you, you just become a victim. You can't do nothing when you're terrified. That's why the lion roars. Many people all oh, believe that the lion roars. Oh, to cause fear. Hello, somebody. That the animal that they are about to attack will become so afraid that they uh, become paralyzed in their terrified nature. That somebody came here today and you're terrified at what is about to happen. But God has sent me here today to let you know that you are supposed to have some confidence right now in me, in God. And you're supposed to be courageous right now in Jesus name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, you better be courageous right now in Jesus name. If you don't be courageous, who's going to be courageous? If the Christian is afraid and terrified, where is the light? Where is the hope? Where is the soul? If we're running around like chicken little and saying the sky is falling. Come on. Hello, somebody. God says this morning, you better get yourself some confidence before you leave this place. You better get yourself some courage before you leave this place. Because I don't want you to be paralyzed right now. I need you to work. I need you to move. I need you to represent me at such a time as this. Oh, the sky cannot be falling. God is the maker of the sky. Hello, somebody. Take your neighbor. Neighbor! Neighbor! Oh, neighbor. neighbor! You better get yourself some courage in this yeah, place. Slap them upside. No, don't slap them. Don't slap them. <laughs> There's a lot going on in our world and our time more, more uh, so than ever. I sing as I was praying this morning and I shared one of our members. I was praying this morning. It seems like either I've come into the age of knowing everything that is happening or more stuff is happening. Hello, somebody. 
Hello, somebody. Regardless of what's happening in this world, God has sent me here to let you know you need and have confidence. You need and have courage because God is on your side when you obey. God is on your side when you obey. This is a bad time not to be obedient. Hello, somebody. You got to get yourself some sanctified remembrance. Deuteronomy 7.18 says, But do not be afraid of them. But do what? Remember well. Remember well. Remember what? Well. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Neighbor. Or neighbor. You better remember well. You better remember well. He says, and what did he tell him to remember? What the Lord your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. Wait a minute. You got a testimony up in here. You're not a novice. Up in here, you've been walking with the Lord for many years. You know his name. You call him out. You, you, you sit and work. You better remember what he did to Egypt, the most powerful nation on the planet. And you're concerned about this nation. Hello, somebody. He's already moved one nation on your behalf. And he's going to give you, it says he's going to give you this nation. Hello, you better remember well. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you better remember well. See, the devil likes to have you let you have some sinful uh, uh, amnesia. Hello, somebody. He, 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 he makes you forget what God did for you in the past. Hello, somebody. He makes, you, he makes you forget about the things of God and what God has done because you're terrified. See, terrified folk have a bad memory. Hello, somebody. Yep. We're afraid when you're terrified, you got a bad memory. You, you don't know who God is. Hello, somebody. Because you're terrified. You remember, that's what David did when he came out to face Goliath. He didn't just have an a, a, a impractical view of who God was. He, he just didn't know God in theory. He had to remember well. What did he say? He said, the same God that delivered the hand and enabled me to have the victory over a bear and a lion. Hello, somebody. He can give me victory over this mere man. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He, he had to remember well. Somebody in here, God says, you better remember well. Hello, somebody. David said, he came on the scene and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who taught the armies of the living God? And, and, and that was the theology of God. But when it was time to face the bear, he had a practicality with God. He says, the same God that delivered hold me from the hand of a bear and from the mouth of a lion is the same God that's going to deliver this man into my hands in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, you better remember well. You better remember well. Hello, somebody. Do not be afraid of them. Don't be intimidated of the circumstance. Don't be intimidated by the sickness. Don't be intimidated by death. Don't be intimidated by what's going on at your work, what's going on in your marriage, what's going on in your bank account. Don't be intimidated oh, about anything that's going on. Oh, because the Lord, your God, is with you. Hello, somebody. For those who obey. God says, be courageous. 
And before that, he says, be confident. And lastly, he's going to let us know why we can have confidence and why we can be courageous. It's because of his closeness. Let's look at this little vignette. So be strong and take courage. Don't be intimidated or afraid of them, for the Lord your God is right there with you. He will never abandon you, and he will never forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Well, Moses commissioned the people in Joshua with these powerful words before they entered the Promised Land. The people would no doubt have been tempted to fear, but Moses reminds them that God is going with them to take hold of this new territory, and that he is a God of absolute closeness to his people. Let's listen to that verse one more time. So be strong and take courage. Don't be intimidated or afraid of them, for the Lord your God is right there with you. He will never abandon you, and he will never forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Are you aware that God is with you as you move into what he has for you? Check out the soul. Absolute closeness. God gives closeness. He says at the end of the text, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never what? Leave you or forsake you. And I think I said this last Sunday. God is the only one who can make that promise. Because there's some folks that we love that's been there, like mama and daddy. They can't say they're going to be there forever. Because mama and daddy have to do what we all have to do. Say we get caught up in the second coming of Christ, the rapture, is that they have to die. Come on. Uh, our mates say that we're going to, I'm going to love you forever. I'll never leave you. We make those marriage vows and sickness and health, the rich or the poor. We make this covenant for God and before people. And we get mad at one another. We don't care if you're sick. <laughs> if you're in health, we ready to go. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And sometimes it's, you do get to live for it. Just to keep this together. But then, they fall upon them. What we all have to do we, we all one day have to die. It's, it's nothing personal. Oh, be caught up in the rapture. Right. Come on, man. I, that's the way I want to go. Be raptured up, too. <laughs> but, and once that is done, marriage is over because there's no marriage in heaven. Jesus said that. There's no marriage in heaven. So, we can't, we can't make that promise to our, to our children. We can't make that promise really to our, to our loved ones, or, you know, in marriage. Because at one time or another, we, it may not be a malicious forsaking, like some who walk away from their marriage and children. But the truth of the reality is that they're going to be gone. And whether it was a good gone, because they're gone to heaven, or a bad gone, because they're gone to Reno. <laughs> they're gone. 
Nobody else can make this promise but God. And it seems like if nobody else can make this promise but God, it seems like he, he's the one I want to be the closest to me. Because I will be mortally wounded if I lose somebody that I love. Hello, somebody. Hopefully I'll be able to make it through. And I have in, in, in many ways, but I'm so glad that I had God there. Constantly close to me. Hello, somebody. Because without God, I couldn't make, make it through all these other losses. Hello, somebody. It may not be as serious as death or divorce. It can be as serious as getting a, a, a pink slip and being laid off of work. Or having your health at one time and and now you can't get around the way you used to. And there's just so many things that can that can that can leave us and forsake us. But God says here this morning, He's telling somebody that that, that I'm going to be close to you, regardless of what you're going through. I, 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 David said, "Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil." Why didn't David say that God delivered me from the valley of the shadow of death? Hello, somebody. Because in this life, we have to go to that valley and have to go to that valley many, several times. The longer you live, the more time you spend in that valley. And if I'm going to be in that valley, I want somebody there with me. And the only somebody that can be there with me forever in all times is God. For God says this morning, He will never leave you nor forsake. Hello, somebody. That's that. Now, that's closeness. That's closeness. He, he'll never leave you or forsake you. And when your life is on the line, somebody's listening at the sound of my voice, and your life is on the line, God says this morning, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Hello, somebody. That's what he told uh, Joshua again. And Joshua again, kind of preparing them to walk out into the promises of God. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, what did he say? No one will be able to stand against you, and you will what? All the days of your life. As I was with who? Moses. What happened to Moses? Wait a minute. You trying to tell me Moses died? This great man of God died? All men of God died. Oh, we'll be raptured. That's why we can't just look and focus on the man of God. Hello, somebody. Because you lose, you can lose sight of who the real God is. Hello, somebody. I like to put it this way. Back in the day, I, I, one of my jobs, when I was in seminaries, I was a wingtip carrier. And the wingtip carrier was a dressed-up carrier. And we dressed up and we had a nice car to drive and go. And guess what? When I walked into the place, nobody treated me special because what? I was just a carrier. I was a messenger. Hello, somebody. If something happened to me, all they was concerned about is that they get the message. <laughs> Hello, somebody. We got to keep our eyes and our focus on God. God, alone, God all by himself. He says, oh, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He told Joshua, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Man. Now that's closeness. Some of you remember in high school, many folk had, had a best friend in high school. 
then you come and you think about your best friend in college, and many times it's a different person. Then when you moved away and, and got your job and established your career, you had a best friend. When you when you when usually it switches again, and then usually then then you start having babies and, and children, and, and then they usually switch again. Your best friends and and a, a lot of times, unless you're really blessed, your the, the, your best friend in the first grade is not your best friend now. Hello, somebody. But God says, I'll never leave you up for safety. You're going to take me throughout the span of time. As you live and you gain, I'll be there. As you live and you lose, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be with you through the sunshine and I'll be with you through the rain. I'll, I'll be with you through the valley of the shadow of death and I'll be with you up there on the mountaintop. God says this morning that he wants to be close to you. Many times we don't understand closeness. This has to be close. Back in the day, they had a song. Yes, to be close to you. <laughs> some of y'all, some of y'all, some too sanctified. Don't remember. <laughs> he said we remember, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but God says, I, I, I just want to be close to you. Obey me. And we can do some awesome things in your life from this point forward. I, I've done some awesome things in the past. But if you obey me, we can do some more awesome things in the presence, Sister Ruth. What should I say, Sister Naomi? Naomi came back to town and she was uh, Myra. She said, don't call me Naomi, which means sweet. Call me Myra, which means bitter. Life had made her bitter. She had felt that God had forgotten her, that God had forsaken her. But somewhere she heard her, that the people, that, that, that God was moving back. Oh, back there in Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. Oh, and when she heard that God back in Moab, when she heard that God was moving back in Bethlehem, she decided to go back. And when she decided to go back. Oh, she learned about the closeness of God when she decided to go back. Oh, she learned about the love of God when she decided to go back. She had lost her husband. She had lost her two sons. She had lost one of her oh daughter-in-laws. And it was just her and Ruth who came back. But God was about to do the even more miraculous. God was about to do the even more incredible Oh, as she would uh, put, uh, spend time investing uh, oh, in Ruth uh, and Ruth uh, oh, would go on and marry Boaz uh, and Boaz uh, oh, would be who uh, in the lineage uh, of David uh, oh and you go on and trace uh, that lineage a little further you can find that lineage uh, into Emmanuel the son of God you trace that lineage uh, and when she thought life was over and life was so bitter that God God was not close. God had to show up and show out and let her know that what is before you is more than what's behind you. Remember what I did in Egypt, but I'm about to give you your own land. I, I delivered you from Egypt, but now I'm about to give you your own land, your own kingdom. Hello, somebody. The closeness of God. Give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here, up in here. God said, 
loves you. He's close to you. He'll never leave you. Life seems to be shifting and people seems to be shifting on the scene and off the scene and off the scene and off the scene. But God says, I'm there with you forever. There's my hand. Hello, Hello, sir, because I'm the same God yesterday, today, and forever. All eyes closed, heads are bowed, saints are praying. Deacons, will you come? This morning, God wanted to let you know that you should have confidence. This morning, God wanted to let you know that you should have courage. This morning, God wants to let you know that he's close to you. But all of that came at a price. As we uh, celebrate Jesus this holiday season, Emmanuel, God was with us, but Emmanuel was not only born, but he was born to die. And, and he was born to die for your sins and my sins, and he came to this world. He grew up for 30 years, and he started his ministry. Oh, and he did many miracles, but the greatest miracle was when he died. He would have to leave that garden of Gethsemane where he was sweating blood, blood drops. Oh, as he prayed that prayer, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. As he obeyed God, he got confidence. As he obeyed God, he got courage. As he obeyed God, he, he got closeness in the midst of his sorrow because he would have to leave that garden of Gethsemane and be confident and never know that God could deliver him. Oh, from all the heartache, all the pain, even from death, and back to life again as they put, uh, as they whooped him, mocked him, scorned him, put a crown of thorn on his head, uh, put that cross on his back, and led him through the streets of Jerusalem. He had to have confidence uh, and courage, uh, even to die, oh, even as he felt uh, the closeness of God. Hello, somebody came through that hill called Yacopa. They nailed him to the cross, uh, oh, and they raised him up between two Peace. He had confidence. He had courage. But then he began to feel as if God had forsaken him. Hello, somebody. But then he came back to himself and he gave up his ghost. He had confidence, courage, oh, courage and closeness. And he dies. Oh, and he dead. They bring him down from the cross. Oh, and even dead, he had confidence, courage, and closeness with God. Oh, and they put him in that borrowed tomb and they let him stay there one day, they let him stay there two days, they let him stay there three days, and it was the confidence of God, it was the courage of God, it was the closeness of God that enabled him to get up early on the third day with all power in his hands, and if somebody here today, maybe you do not know Jesus, and God says, I want you to come to know me. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton, I've been your host for today's program before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 
The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, 
just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.